All right, good to see, good to be. It is your boy, Dilly Dave, a.k.a. the Milky Bar Kid, out here for another episode of Grana with Dilly Dave. Ooh. Today we are at Brick Lane Brewery, just hanging out at the shed. And for this fucking episode, we've got one of Perth's brilliant minds. And by brilliant, I mean chaotic. Um, this guy over here, Jim Hort, he's all about the, po- the, the punk, the poetry, the performance. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. How's the feels today? Pretty good. Just been fucking working most of it. But yeah, now I'm ready to chat, have a drink finally. Yes. Cheers to that, man. Fuck yeah, man. Whew. Cheers to having a fucking chat. <laughs> what else would life be without it, huh? Not too much. But before we get too far into it, I think a great way to get grounded is to acknowledge the sacred ground that we're on. So I would just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land uh, over here, it's a combination of the Boomerang and the Rwandji people of the Kulin Nation. So, just like to pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, no treaties signed, and let's have a bit of awareness and gratitude for when we uh, share our stories. Preach, so, preach, yeah, preach. That's where it's at. So, um, Jim, yes. Sam, Horde. It's all happening, man. It's been a little while since we've caught up. A hundred percent, probably a few months now. It's been a few months. When was mm. the last time we uh, caught each other? Was it at bad decisions? Bad decisions. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> for another bad gig. <laughs> yeah, they're not that bad. I've had some good moments there. Have we been on the same uh, bill or lineup like two or three times? Probably, yeah. And every single time, it's kind of us at the end, just like <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> uh, I guess they're not really entitled to stay, but you got to like at least they do those kind of shows. Not many venues will do that. That's true. Just mm. it's more for us than anyone yeah. else. Hey? Yeah, it's a good like playground. Like I feel like when you're testing things, like it, if they just chuck me a message, I'm not gonna say no. Right. I think yeah, I completely agree. <clears throat> I, I like the idea of it being a playground, mm. a testing ground. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, what does my set look like now? Maybe mm. it's been a couple months since I performed. Hundred percent. And sometimes you just want to like play new shit. Like you know, you're just making stuff, and then you're like, oh, this song's cool. I wouldn't want to play this on an actual set, but I can test it. Then if it gets like good enough response and stuff, like that was Lizard's Eye kind of, that whole song sort of just came yeah. from accidentally performing it. I was just like, oh, people fucking like this one. This is probably going to be a good song to release. That's that's very interesting mm-hmm. to know because Lizard Eye, Lizard's Eye is fun and I think like the chorus hook really fucking yeah. gets people <laughs> into it, you know. It, can you do it just for a second? Never glimpse into the lizard's eye. Never glimpse into the lizard's, lizard's eye. eye. Never glimpse <laughs> into the lizard's eye. It's huge, you know, like that um, that repetition, that mm. kind of trance-like thing. But uh, yeah, you can't necessarily know if the audience will like that unless no, you've played around with it in front 100%, of them. 100%, yeah. And I think the reality is most of what you play, they're probably not listening to. But yeah. It's all about those kind of like big songs. I've realized from performing enough is you got to have enough of those real like cinematic songs because they, they get the audience listening. Mm. I've always noticed sometimes in my, my sets, like the first like two to three songs, people will be like, what the fuck is this? Why is this guy wearing a rat mask? I've shit? been there. <laughs> I was there when I saw you the first couple of times. Like it's yeah, kind like, of, it's yeah. wild and out there. Yeah, but then they might lose interest slightly because people have shit attention spans. Right. Then you've got to do something to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just looking at our... Uh, Shout-outs to Atlas on the ones and twos, our co-producer here on set tonight, just making sure that every single detail is schmick. So shout-outs, Atlas. <laughs> But yeah, nah, we were always like, I'm always ready for a hand gesture for like, you know, framing or like <laughs> mic position or anything. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. They get a token afterwards, don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, for me, something like uh, Bad Decision Gig, and by mm. Bad Decisions, like it's, uh, it's a great venue next to Laundry mm. in mm. Fitzroy. Um, but they have a Sunday show there. And often, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit more artist than audience. Oh, yeah. But I think for both you and myself, if I get an opportunity for a gig where I have to like practice and get ready mm. for it, like I love being ready for gigs. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's better, like that is a little bit of a different feel and preparation than just whatever open mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do a lot of, I do actually do a lot of rehearsal. I think that's something I don't think I realized until I was like talking to other artists is like when I want to perform, I don't want to just go in there blindly. Yeah. Like I like to piece it all together and make this kind of, Sort of like story, I guess. Well, I think for some people, it's just like, I'm happy to play my songs and that's fine. It's kind of how you perform. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've brought up the words like, uh, you know, cinema and, mm. and, and, you know, cinematic and, and that kind of stuff. That's an interesting way that not every artist performs in, ter- in terms of like the, the bigger picture of story, that mm. full experience, whether it goes for 20 or 30 minutes or whatever it is. So how did you come across this idea and this ties into another question, which is like, what is it that you're trying to do? How do you perform? Like, what's your approach and why are you doing what you're doing? Why am <laughs> Damn. Um, I guess when it comes to performance, a lot of it I do in character. So yeah. I kind of have like a pretty, not like heavy, but I do have a theater background and some like, I went to uni for a bit to study like creative writing. So yeah. I've always loved like story and like the abstract, I think. I struggle to make music if it's not like all interconnected and stuff. I love all the lore and shit. So it makes it easier for you to follow if you're navigating through the story. That yeah, you're and I feel like then all the songs kind of make more sense when you play them together because they've yeah. got some sort of greater, also like co connectivity, uh, cohesion or yeah. continuity. Continuity is the word. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think that's great. For me, that's why I've embraced like the the Milky Bar. Yeah, kid. you definitely have done it a lot as well. Because it helps me like know how to feel and move and mm. and like mm. act on stage, like how to perform it out. Yeah. Otherwise, as you said before, you're just some person doing tracks. And I think that can sometimes look a lot more awkward. Like people kind of know it's not as like it looks a bit. I hate to use the word try hard or like too cool for school kind of. Mm. Like maybe I'm being a bit shitty there and like a little little pretentious but yeah i don't know i've seen a lot of live music i guess from like celebrities and maybe just almost i've somewhat adapted that more because the underground is a little you have way less mm. to work with in those like underground tools but i've always looked to like the big artists like you know like tyler creator and all those guys and yeah. how much kind of stuff they have to work with yeah well it's interesting the um you can do a lot with theatrics with no budget, right? Yeah, you got like costume. That's the main one. Costume, like set pieces. Maybe you actually take the effort to put a fucking graphic on a USB yeah. so they can put it on a projector if they've got it there. Even like I find interludes very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that gives you a moment to reset, you know, change gear or change mode. Yeah, 100%. So, um... So people like Tyler, the creator, and, and who are, who else has kind of influenced influenced you in this oh. story driven narrative? When it comes, I've been mean, the big one clearly is uh, Genesis Owusu. Okay, yeah, big fucking influence. Yeah, and right. I was actually in his music video last year. They he just posted some shit on his Instagram like I need people with buzz cuts. I there he like, is. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. So at the time I had a mullet and I was oh, thinking wow. about shaving it anyway. I was just like what better time to do it but that was such an incredible experience and sort of getting to talk to him being around that space and sort of being around someone who clearly 
you know, he's pretty successful in his field. He's won Arias. He literally would make money off this shit. It's cool to see that right. it's like possible. Yeah, yeah. When you get to engage with the scene at that level, mm, yeah, where you get phenomenal. to collaborate with an idol, yeah. <laughs> that's mad, right? Yeah, 100%. It was just cool even just to like be around him and shit. Yeah. And like... <laughs> I thought you were going to talk and you thought I was going to talk. <laughs> um, so you've uh, dropped a couple releases yes. recently. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk, uh, talk us through, because you dropped an EP and a single in, yeah. within the past couple of months, is that right? Yeah, I've dropped EP maybe like a few days ago, yeah. which was titled Hiraf, Cool. which is all about... Hiraf is a Welsh word that describes this sort of longing and nostalgia for something that was never really there. Ah. So it's a bit of an abstract thing. Chasing illusions, sort kind of, of thing. yeah. And I guess when I first wrote that song, it was back in like 2021, but I definitely adapted it a lot more to kind of fit the greater story that I was writing at the time. But yeah, it's it's a pretty abstract song, I will say. Some of my friends yeah. that have listened to it have just been like, "This is cool. Like, this is different. You know, yeah. it's sort of like bounces from genres. A lot of poetry. A lot of like just yeah, all of that. yeah." Um, because that's the longer one that incorporates, yeah. you know, the bit of the breakdown and change up of track. And yeah, like a, your poetry kind of interlude. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like, was that your one of your initial approaches to writing things, having different sections? Or uh, did you just accumulate all these different flavors over the time and now you're piecing them together in different ways? I think with that specific track, it just my brother made the beat. So that, he kind of just sent it to me. At that time, what did I say, like 2021, we were really fangirling over Black Country New Road okay. who are like this sort of prog rock kind of punk band and right, we were like right. we kind of want to make something in that real like exaggerated kind of almost like theater kid band kid music right almost campy and whatever yeah, flavor sound it fucking is fucking weird <laughs> and then just really leaning into it yeah like it's like I listen to that song like it won't do good on streaming right but it's I'm proud of the Mm, well, as I said before, like if you're comfortable performing it on stage, then yeah. that's going to like translate uh, more 100%. to audience. It's a song to release for like people that are like tuning in. You, I know, I know, I release some music that is way more digestible, and that's how you get new fans. But mm. songs like Fleeting You for for the people that have like you know follow me for a while, and they're like, this shit's cool. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. So you're you're both creating stuff for a new audience, but then also stuff that kind of serves you and your performance <laughs> as well. I think you kind of have to. I think to think yeah. you can be really like mysterious and just drop albums and EPs is unfortunately in this landscape is a little arrogant. People yeah. don't listen to small artists. Yeah, unless they're doing something quite different or unique. Even I guess. then, the odds are they probably don't know who you are. Actually, yeah, I, I, I retract that. They're probably less likely if you're doing anything experiment too experimental at a yeah. at that lower level. I think you're right. You have to kind of you know jump on the uh on the wave of the trend of of other things just to like be a part of the conversation yeah, the it's, i've always said because i've had this conversation before in like interviews and stuff it's sort of about like sacrifice so if mm. you can do 80 percent abstract and unique that's really going to reward you but if you're 100 percent, it's just maybe too alien you need people to actually tune in well that's to be that familiarity like mm. that that yeah. kind of like oh, I can relate or connect this to something else. And that's why I think just understanding who your influences are is like the most important thing because then it points people in the direction. So if you're like, I love Genesis, I love King Cruel, Black Country. If I'm saying artists like these, people that also fuck with them 
are way more inclined to check out my shit. Right, because the chances of there being a shared audience yeah, is way yeah, bigger. Yeah, a shared audience right there, man. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you're from Perth, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of. Grew up in Perth. But are you saying that you consider <laughs> yourself more of a Melbourneian now? Are you, uh, you swap states or what's happening I there? think like my heart's in Perth, but yeah. I do love Melbourne. I think it's a more exciting place to live. And yeah. especially for music, art, all of that. A lot more opportunities. Yeah. I think I would... I, there's some parts of Perth I feel very blessed because I think I could have a pretty good community there, but the mm. reach is very limiting. Like once you've got it, you've got it, but to get more than that is really hard. Okay. Okay. So it's probably, I think, you know, is this kind of what you're saying that it's easy to get like a group, a smaller group of people yeah. on board with your stuff, maybe in Perth, but there's like kind of like a ceiling on that. Yeah. And a lot of the crowds, I think the Musos in Perth, the ones that are cool are like awesome, but there can also be a lot of like pretentiousness because oh, it right. isn't, I think that's what I realized when I came here. I think I was a little cocky. I was like, oh yeah, like I make music. I'm so cool. Then he was <laughs> he was a little cocky actually about three four years ago. Yeah, this guy, humbled, I've got older, <laughs> but um, yeah, everyone fucking makes music, you know. Yeah, so true. It's not as like, it's not like special, but it's just it, you've got more competition here. Yeah, and I yeah. think it is a. It probably takes a little bit longer to, you know, to dive into the scene and figure out you know where your people are, right? Yeah, and I'm still doing that. I'm still not sure, but it's totally all about experimenting. I've been to a lot more like networking events recently and just trying to meet other musicians, other creatives, even like, you know, like my jobs and stuff. What are, what are some of these uh, networking events or whatever you've been to? I went to? to one on Sunday called uh, Squad Sundays. That was oh, really okay. cool. Yeah. Who runs that? That seems uh, sounds familiar. I can't remember the name, but... Okay. Yeah, that was a really cool. Um, I also went to Bread and Break. They did an Breaking event bread. at the Vineyard. And I performed oh. that like an open mic venue thing. Because the Vineyard has been doing an open mic there for a while. Yeah. But this is like a Breaking Bread Yeah, I think edition. they like sub-hosted it with some other guys and like Ripe. That's in um, that's in St. Kilda? Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was cool. That's a good vibe. That's a good setup. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more like hip-hop, hip-hop. So yeah, right. They, I guess it was, I guess, yeah, the shit I was performing was a little more like out of pocket. But I think some people still fucked it with it. Cool. Yeah. So um, it's it's interesting, like uh, how involved some people are with the community, and mm-hmm. how you know some artists kind of see the community as a as a really great way to to grow their own stuff. You know, whether that's just like you know impressions or exposure or optics, and then maybe some people would be like you know might like it for their collaboration possibilities and stuff. But um, what makes you not be a hermit and be the kind of person that like seeks out community for for music's sake. Right? Maybe I'm just a little introverted. I don't know. Honestly, sometimes I think like I always say it's my fault that I'm not getting gigs and shit because I just need to go to more events. Right. Mm. So all of the blame is on me and that's what I'm exactly trying to work on right now. And I've seen the rewards of it. It's a lot better to be in communities and i think yeah you'll just meet more people you'll make friends yeah i think i underestimated that way too long and just thought everything was online yeah i will say yes largely online is way more important but having a good support network having other artists it's very important as well yeah being able to hook up a gig you know you you're right you do have to be out there you do have to be seen like Shake hands with a couple of people, yeah. say what's up. And you can make the coolest music ever, but once again, if no one knows who the fuck you are, why are they going to come to your show? You need to like sort of expose yourself to them. 
Right. And then they'll be like, this is cool. I want to come to your shows. So do you, uh, do you engage with the community in sense of like getting an idea of what's out there and the different sounds? Or I is... think that's what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. More like early levels. Like, you know, I was with Vibe Union for a while, but I guess yeah. I just sort of drifted away. People, you know, that's normal, I guess. Yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, like the... The initial wave of that was a lot more music performance driven mm. and now they've got like some other curated events like the spoken word night, the poetry yeah. night and stuff that are like very consistent. But I mean, as a musician or a creative, mm. I, I find that I'm always drifting in and out of things like oh, it's hard to, yeah. even this podcast, you know, like it's hard to stay on the one thing for I mean, that is the curse of, of creatives. We can't fucking stick to anything. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, we get way too, like, you know, you have one idea, you stick with it for like a few months. You're like, this is fucking awesome. Then you get bored of it. Right. And like, like, I think animators probably have to deal with that way worse than us because I've heard like there'd be, you know, that initial passion for a project, maybe like three months. Then it takes like five years to finish or something. So you've already lost that like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah. And I think animation potentially for some people is a lot more of a grueling process of mm. creation, right? I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like with us, we can kind of like, it's a lot more fluffing around and throwing things <laughs> at the fucking... And also nowadays, like music's a lot easier than it's ever been, right? Like yeah. anyone can kind of make a song. So one of the recent tracks you've put, your single that you put out, Little Dragon. Little Dragon. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit, bit about like the idea behind it the, the theme what you're kind of going for yeah okay little dragon it's definitely a bit of a fan favorite i think a lot of people always say that one they're like yeah fucking we love it <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, fans like, it's sick i love performing it man like i did a show in perth in like december november because i went back because my mom got married oh yeah. shout out no, big shout ups out, mom but yeah I love your work what's your name <laughs> philippa love your work philippa <laughs> but yeah did some shows i was back there i was like might as well just performing that song, you can see people do just get around it. It's fun, it's catchy, it's punchy. Yeah. You know, it's quick, it's sharp. Yeah, it gets people rowdy. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of it, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. very, you know, inspired from like idle, slow tire, that real like English kind of punk rock scene. Right. And um, like what's like what's the what's the what's the what's the theme? Like what's the idea? Like what are you what are you commenting on? Like, what's happening there? The theme of Little Dragon's a lot about, like, alcohol. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think... I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely done some stupid shit on alcohol. But yeah, absolutely. But this song's definitely more about, like, people that drink and then just try to fight each other. And it's usually uh, it's usually over chicks. Like, yes. when guys fight, we, you know, we get kind of clingy, we get jealous, we get pretty petty. And that song was also inspired from The Coward's Punch which is a tragedy. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 right. And I think that's kind of the story of this song is this guy has got pretty out of control, got into a stupid fight with someone, killed him by accident mm. and running from the cops. And it's, that's a, that is sadly a reality. Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, it takes a certain level of bravery, if you mm. will, to tackle those subjects that you, you know, you might not think that everyone's going to want to engage or talk 100%, with. 100%, but I think the best music is kind of like vulnerable. But it can also mm. be disguised in a way. Like, we were talking about Lizard's Eye before. Yeah. That song's actually about, like, suicide. But it's not that obvious. No shit. But, yeah, if you look into, like, the actual lyrics and stuff, I yeah. think that's cool. Like, some music can just be a banger, but then you're just like, oh, shit, that's actually about something far more intense. Right. And whether the audience only knows that subconsciously, mm. it doesn't matter. Like, no. I guess, you know, they're still engaging with it. 100%. Yeah. Cool. 
What are you uh, What are you working on at the moment? What's happening? So, are you yeah. Do you feel like you're you've at the end of a particular grind period or I'm at the end of an era, I guess. Like yeah. For, I was gonna drop an album, but I just think like we were talking about before, it's kind of pointless. What I've done is just put all the songs I've dropped in a playlist and like how you should listen to it. So, experiment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of gonna take a break and just sort of drop some more like fun poppy singles they can still some of them still tackle some deeper shit but some of them are just stupid like yeah the next song is such a 180 from here off it's about kung fu panda it's about kung, kung fu, fu panda, panda yeah. yeah kung fu panda bro shout out to jack I black i fucking love kung fu panda <laughs> and like you know i guess the last ep was a bit about like nostalgia and shit kung mm. fu panda was like such a big thing from my childhood yeah, it was like an iconic bit of pop oh, culture bro, yeah. there, right? But like I watched that movie. I remember my DVD player or whatever. I think I watched it like 200 times. Holy shit. Yeah. My parents never got me diagnosed with autism, but if that's not a sign, I don't know what fucking is, bro. <laughs> I guess so. Like, is it the production or the person at that point? <clears throat> Who knows? It's hard to tell. <laughs> they should have figured that. I mean, I like the movie. I haven't watched it 200 <laughs> times, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just as a kid, like I just yeah. had it on repeat. Was it, um, what was the appeal of Kung Fu Panda for you? Did you see it as like, uh, there was a hero figure or an underdog story? I think it was, like, yeah, just Poe is a bit of a loser. Like, that's the whole point. It right. is a bit unrealistic that he kind of just becomes great or whatever. But sure. besides the point, Poe is just this kind of like outsider, dropkick, a bit of a like dreamer. Yeah. And I think anyone can kind of relate to that, dreaming about that life. And then you get there and it's actually kind of not what you expect. Mm, and like yeah. you can even apply that to music. Like I could make it and then not be able to handle it, you know. Not be able to handle yeah. it or not appreciate it as much yeah. as you thought you would. Sometimes it's fun just kind of being the fan and the observer. Yeah, yeah. Being the fan and the observer. I think, you know, the the magnitude of the audience is always underplayed. Like you know, it's so important because, I mean, we're an audience as well. Like, we like to go out 100%. and watch people do their thing. And for me, like, that's often the biggest drive behind my music is watching other people do yeah, it. Yeah, like when you've seen something and you're so inspired by, a, like, you know, what are, have I been to any gigs recently? Like, ah, uh, fuck, I don't think I have. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, do you know who Paris, Texas are? Uh, the name sounds familiar. They're like some. They're doing a show on like Thursday that I'm gonna swing past. Oh, so sick. that'd be cool. Yeah, they're doing like laneway side shows. I think next week there's uh Project Legacy, that Vibe oh, yeah, putting Ferdy on Duke? at Ferdy Dirk. I might have to swing by check it out. Yeah, it looks like some cool people in the lineup there, and then also uh, you know, the Get Down. I think so. Get Down run by yeah. Deets. Anyway, he's got a gig on that Saturday, so uh. Yeah, I'll put some of those links and stuff. But yeah, there is some uh, there's some shit happening. Fuck yeah. It's so much better. Like, it's, I feel like we're closer to what it was before COVID now than ever before. Yeah, it took I so mean, long, man. With the whole Vibe Union thing, yeah. Like, I came in, like, just when the pandemic's... Like, yeah. That, like, not the start of it, but it was that, like, big chunk, okay? like, that three-month thing. Yeah. I think that... I got to shout out, man. That was awesome to have in the pandemic. Like, even just yeah. the poetry nights we did. And even, like, I remember doing yes. some music or something. I was like, that was... Really cool. It kind of kept the creativity like there. Yeah, it gave you a reason to do it. Yeah, yeah. I do miss, I really do miss spoken word because it is, mm. it feels almost like a pure platform in some way. It can even, it can, and like watching people either perform these real like dark and like personal healing pieces or just seeing you kind of fuck around and like, you know, it was awesome. And I think that variety I do miss. Yeah, for me, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a music gig yeah. to go to to really feel something and sometimes you know like 
you go to a spoken word night or poetry night or whatever and somebody's just fucking sharing who they are what they are what they've experienced and it's just so truthful in the moment and the room is like in this mode of silent respect and like yeah high absorption and you can feel the weight of the energy of the room you know it's very human and i think we need more of those kind of things especially i really appreciate what they're doing with like palestine as well that's really awesome to see you know well yeah no i think it is so important to give people permission and platform to fucking you know speak their truth and to grieve to grieve acknowledge what's happening yeah i actually think i wouldn't have thought of that first but i think yeah grief is probably like a really great thing to figure out in that community setting a hundred percent and even like music as well i think a lot of my music acts as kind of like art therapy and like the way you process your own emotions i don't know if i could be a sane person without like creation it didn't have to be music but at least it could be stories or poetry or yeah comedy even you know (laughs) i hear that man i I think i'd totally be i'd be a full loon if i didn't have an outlet or multiple outlets it's healthy man it's very healthy especially as men you know i think we don't handle our emotions the best and having these yeah. healthy hours like exercise like creation like yeah. you know meditation and these things it definitely helps us kind of be masculine in a good way interesting well you know i guess you know this podcast is called grounded right mm. <laughs> so for you yeah i mean you've mentioned some things that can help people you know access you know like this um this this presence mm. like this really being in the moment and really kind of like a strong moment of reflection or like whether it's stopping everything or like focusing on a very particular thing through meditation or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need those kind of things. So what are some things that you do to, to tame the masculine, to tame, you know, this, um, this boundless chaotic energy it's or kind whatever? kind of a balance. I think you do need to let it out. And that's yeah. why gymming and especially weightlifting is such a healthy outlet because yeah. that's where you can just be aggressive be a brute yeah you're allowed to just scream and fuck yeah yeah i guess i've always grown around grown around with it so i'm glad for that but i think weightlifting is a big one running much like meditation it's that kind of constant presence but yeah it's it's a bit of everything finding what works for you is also a struggle like Mm. it's not a one-fits-all solution therapy i don't think works on everyone but like then meditation my and it's just Figuring out, yeah, what can make your life enriching, what can make you a more humble, polite, and just kind of well, happier person. Yeah. yeah. What, is, uh, what does being humble mean to you? Like, how, do you, uh, how would you break that down? How would you articulate being that? Being humble, I think, is genuinely the most important thing to being a good human being. It's understanding you can be talented and great and you can be proud, but it's also realizing why... It's also realizing how important other people are and, yeah, you know, not thinking that you're greater than anyone else or thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, I make better music than them. I'm like, everyone's got their own process and their journey. And I'm very guilty of it, man. Like, it's a constant up struggle, like mm. trying to be a better person. Like, we all, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect. Like, of course, I can be cocky and shit and, hey. you know, think I'm like, oh, like I make all this abstract shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know why have i not got famous the, temp- the temptation is there mm. especially if 
especially if you're doing something different, often mm. we do something different because we think that's going to be better. Different yeah. is better, right? And I do agree. I think obviously nowadays you can't just make clone music. Yeah. And it's just, I see a lot of artists doing that. Right. But it's also realizing, you know, it's their stuff, man. If it brings them joy and fulfillment, who am I to judge? Yeah. Has there been, um, has there been times where you've just wanted to like throw in the towel, like, yeah. It, has, has there been like tons of those times or just a couple of oh, them I swear to God after like every release it's just yeah. like fuck this shit is annoying right but if I didn't want to make music I can do that at any point and you know it might come a time but like we were talking about before I can't not be creative right. even if I stopped releasing and just did it as like a means of therapy or like mm. I think I'm always going to be writing and that like I think one day maybe I'd move on to like books and do that kind of stuff but Right, so you're not so uh, committed to just, like, success as a music yeah, performer. I it's think I just want to be successful as, like, a creative yep. and be kind of, you know, acknowledged for that. Do you feel like you kind of, it's more servicing, like, obviously, it's going to be serving you and an audience and people. Like, for you, is there a ratio? Like, I feel like you're serving yourself more than other people. Like, because that's a different mindset for, for different artists, you know? I think... I'm looking at it as a job right now. So oh, right, yeah. I, and that's a good thing. I'm, I'm yeah. younger, uh, you know, I want to take this serious why I can, why I don't have actual responsibilities that are going to yeah. cripple my ability to do it. You know, like if I had kids or shit, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to, like, take the opportunity while you're young. Yeah. But, yeah, I just treat it like a business right now. So I guess a little bit of it is you need to focus on your, your audience. Right, so yeah. So you might get pissed off and shit, but, like... You can't just cave in because one song did bad. Yeah. Right. You got to reassess, mm. have some kind of strategy, maybe yeah. have a hypothesis like this didn't work because yeah. of blah. Maybe this will work because of blah. You just got to stay tuned it. in with like social media. Yeah. I guess you got to have eyes on the scene. I mean, shit, that's why I do this Even podcast. Like the greater things, you know, like it's, always, it's awesome to like stay in tune with Melbourne, but like what's trending on TikTok, you know, what memes do people find funny? Just stupid shit like that because. That's how shit goes viral. Like Lil Nas X and stuff. Even mm. if you don't want viral fame, it's still a good way to meet, like, find new fans. Yeah, it's good for ideas. And I think you're right. Like, the whole, you know, the finger on the pulse thing is very important. And whether, like, whether it's something in terms of incorporating a meme into, mm. like, you know, one or two of your, your lines or lyrics kind yeah. of thing. And maybe that's a small portion of the song. But if that's a, a hook or an in yeah. for somebody else that's already established in the... In, in pop culture or whatever's happening now. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. It's just having some song, like I said before, have your songs that you're really proud of, like, you know, fleeting you for me. And like, it means a lot to me and my friends and like people that can connect to the subtext, but also have those songs that you kind of know are more for like everyone. Yeah. Like, when I make a song about Kung Fu Panda, I can see that doing well because it's dumb, but it's also relatable. Like everyone fucking loves that movie. Yeah. 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 It's in the known. Yeah. I think, uh, obscurity is a little it's a little overrated you know like yeah try, trying to and it's a little arrogant as it's well. a little arrogant yeah, yeah. yeah i actually think that um you know your commentary on what being humble is you know this idea of uh you know you have to see yourself as at least equal with others otherwise yeah. you won't treat them with the same respect that you probably should be treating yourself um, and there's like, uh, there's a huge kind of like trickle on effect of the way that you treat other people 
and then what happens as a re- result of that, karma, right? right? Yeah. Karma or even like, you know, I mean, if you're arrogant, uh, if you're too arrogant, it could just close so many doors, right? Like, oh, 100%. If you just play it cool, no matter what you're sitting on, whatever your cards are, yeah. then, you know, I feel like the, there's so many different ch- more chances that you're going to have. Yeah. I think you're allowed to play it arrogant on like social media, but as long as you're not that person in real life, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. social media is like you're playing a character. Like that's the thing. So play into right. that. You can be as sort of over the top and dumb on social media. Right. As long as you're still respectful and not like preaching hate shit or whatever, you know? Yeah. Be like over the top there. But when you're actually trying to meet people, be just be a good person. I think that's I think that's kind of right. I mean, especially for example, in the realm of you know, being a MC or a hip hop mm. artist, because there you know like built into that for, for the most part is like this: I rap better than you. I rap better mm-hmm. than you know. And I think that you do have to play with that a little bit for everyone because it's otherwise people are looking for reasons to back you. And when it comes to rap, for example, it's like, Oh, cause they're the dopest rapper, you know? I think also with rap nowadays, no one really cares if you're good at it. It's, do you make good music? You just shattered what I said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like maybe, in sure. the, maybe the hip hop heads and those real rap nerds. Yeah. But I guess if you look at the wider demographic, Travis Scott is kind of a shit rapper. But his music is phenomenal, right? Cause yeah, but he's still he's still got that mad bravado or braggadocious, yeah, braggadocious element to it. More like hip hop's changed and evolved. We're in a very different time period where like rap technicality isn't as. That's a good point. Like I guess you know you got like J Cole and Kendrick and shit, and those. Yeah, I guess by that logic, it's still alive. But I think that's it's, not the only slice of hip hop. Yeah, it's infused so much, and like mm. look at like Playboy Cardi or some shit like yeah. punk and hip hop and like metal. They're all kind of infusing into one and it's a great time if you just want to fuck around with genres right because yeah. there's there's less rules and yeah you're i i, I would concede yeah. that it's less important about the tech but i guess like my mindset was when people are writing mm. the raps about them rapping yeah you know there, there used to be that that period or moment where it was about that and if you're not saying that you're the best or trying yeah. to demonstrate or flex in terms of technicality then you know just playing with that persona, whether you think you are or not, yeah. you know, kind of helped or at least at least, hel- at least helps get people on board yeah, in a way or yeah. did. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, you're actually we- way more in touch with like <laughs> what's happening now. You know, for me, my shit is so like my understanding is so obscure. Like I never really grew up with, you know, with the greats in hip hop and I only really got into hip hop in my early 20s. Yeah. So I think I missed that period and now i'm almost living in like an imaginary hindsight maybe i mean maybe on like smaller levels you're right like maybe in the hip-hop melbourne scene it's more about that the lyrical sense yeah like if somebody goes yeah. up and freestyles and raps yeah. to the stage i mean they're gonna they're probably gonna be saying like you know it's the whole idea of the lyrical miracle <laughs> whatever blah blah yeah, blah maybe you know? i just i don't love that shit but i'd still respect it like if you're a good mm. rapper you're a good fucking rapper yeah can yeah. you be a good musician that's a whole nother fucking question it's more about like are you entertaining Right, but like, are you, can you make good music? You can be a great rapper and make shit music. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you can be yeah. great at producing, but be a shit rapper. hundred percent. Yeah. Also, I just think to just purely rap nowadays also shows a little. Can you do anything else? Like I'm trying to learn how to sing now because I know that's yeah. way more valuable and interesting. Even knowing how to produce is really important. Yeah, just just being a rapper seems a bit more like 
to I guess to other people you're looked at as just like a price tag like producers like oh I can make beats and just sell it to rappers because mm. they know most rappers aren't going to make shit out of their careers that's interesting mm. like the, the the rapper is actually the the market or the client for the producer yeah, yeah I realized that the yeah. hard way I think I was just like damn these producers are like selling beats for so much money because I think that the uh, I think the producers are a lot more business savvy yeah. or, or minded well they're not chasing imagery and fame yeah, it's I a whole other we, thing that I've A lot with. of artists, we're pretty. We can be narcissistic and be like, "Yeah, man, I want like all the girls. I want all this cool lifestyle." Right. Bro. And like, maybe it's not our fault. It's like the culture's fucking brainwashed us that for so long. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then, yeah, trying to unlearn that is very important. And then you will probably see it more, like I said, as a business. Which, if you want to succeed, that's how you do it. Mm. The likeliness of you trending and just becoming Ice Spice or some shit is like one in fucking a million. Yeah. Take the small steps, build your fan base, build your audience, build connections with the people that have actually been fucking with your shit. You know? Yeah. And then you'll get a small level of growth and you might be able to sell out like a 50-person show. That's pretty fucking cool if you could do that, you know? Absolutely. You know, 50 people in a room there to see yeah. you is fucking dope as hell. That's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of commitment. That's yeah. a lot of like, you know, the the behind the scenes of that is like maybe two or three years of doing all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just really important to understand. Don't chase fame, just chase like growth. Yeah. Yeah. Were you always, um, centered around being creative when you were much younger at school? Like what were you kind of doing at school to fulfill that creative itch? Uh, I think near like year 11 and year 12, I got really into like, English was probably my favorite subject in school. Yeah, I same. think I didn't realize that for a long time. I think I hated it. And then when I kind of got like teachers actually saying, you know, you're pretty good at this. Not the way we want you to do it, but like, you know, you have mm. something. That flair kind of evoked this path of just creativity that I've been on for probably like eight years or some shit. But probably before then, bro, I was just fucking playing games. <laughs> just computer games and yeah, shit. Bro. World of Warcraft and like that shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. But that shit <laughs> ate up so much in my life. But it still does. I look at it, well, not so much. I look at it so much now with like gratitude because shit like this, right? You probably noticed what the fuck is this in the frame? Hey. It's like that kind of character and shit all comes from WoW. And I think even artists like Lil Nas X and stuff, you can kind of see that like World of Warcraft is very influential for creativity and like performance yeah well it gives it like a whole lot of archetypes or yeah like or visual cues even, characters even like back then we've probably been really creative without him realizing well, like the trans morgues yeah the yeah. visual a- aspect yeah. but then also like the the, the team organization yeah. oh to God. tackle Fuck, stuff man i miss it bro the raids and shit dude the ra- yeah i still raid a little like tiny like a tiny little bit like oh, oh what are they on now like dragonfly dragonfly is that yeah. any good Look, it's, you know, <laughs> it's never going to compare to when we were yeah, 14, 15, days. 16. We just don't have that time, bro. Yeah, it's a yeah. shame, but I mean, it's for the best, bro. That game can fucking suck you up and totally. like waste now, your life. Like, you I, play, I play World of Warcraft with a bunch of fucking 40-year-old, 40, 50-year-old <laughs> legitimately, you know? Mm. And they're all, like, very cool within that space, but I can, you know, <laughs> they're a little odd outside, yeah. I, I imagine. And, um, yeah, I think that game is... It's, it's just tough, like... It's 20 years old or whatever. It's never going to be what it was as a kid. you got to give shout out. It's done this good. Like this long. Like, Dude, I used to shit. dream in World of Warcraft. <laughs> you used it, to dream in 
Yeah. The fuck does that even mean? <laughs> well, not well. It, I like dreamed that I was like raiding. Oh yeah. As a healer and like keeping people alive, and it's not like an instance or like dungeon that is yeah. actually in the game, but it's just like I would say there's some thing. parts of World of Warcraft that I think I put into my life without realizing that it's like healthy. You know, the whole, like, dailies and shit. It's yeah, like, you know, doing yeah. the things you got to do every day. To daily get that. routines. Like, you know, like an MMO, you're grinding your character, you know, you're working on your body, just yeah. shit like that. It kind of is like an MMO. Like, life's the MMO. That sounds yeah. corny as fuck. Like, life's the MMO. Life's the MMO, bro. You it know, is. You work on yourself, you're going to get, like, the better gear and shit. You get to choose whether it's, like, uh, real life for you or yeah. you're the NPC. You want to raid in LFG or fucking Mythic, bro. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Mythic is the serious yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh god, that's awesome! <laughs> um, fuck, that's so funny. So, what's the? Uh, so, is that why your your performance name is or artist name is Jim, Jim Horde? Yeah, like what, that was like is my that fucking really it? game battle now when I was like fucking okay. twelve. And I think when I was thinking like I was gonna release my first song, Boy in Astro, in like twenty twenty one or whatever. Right. It's like, what's my name? I thought about it for like ten seconds. I was like, I can't not be Jim Horde. That's just, it's right. been there for so long. It doesn't have any meaning. It's just well, to you, it has all the meaning, right? It doesn't have meaning, but okay. I guess it has, like, history. Like, mm. I never thought why I wrote that name. I can't think of what fucking evoked that for, but it just sounds cool. What was your character's name? What'd you play? Oh, bro, I played a lot of shit. I think my mains What'd you like? over yeah, history were, like, Moonkin. Okay, with Druid. Yeah, Druid, a bit of Monk, Windwalker. Like, I, I only got played into that shit in, like, Mr. Pandaria. What were you? Uh, what were the character names? I'm actually interested. I can't re- like Jim Horder's obviously some of them. Okay. Uh, I think one was like Lunai or some shit, which okay. is also like my League of Legends tag. Ah, uh, <laughs> true. Do you still dabble with any games or anything? No, I actually don't. Yeah, um, yeah. I will very occasionally play like I played the new like Five Nights at Freddy's and shit. Okay. Yeah. Because I like the lore. Like I think I play story games and they were really cool. But I think unfortunately I just it was very. It's kind of my first addiction in life mm. and i think i can't really enjoy it like i used to it yeah. just feels like a waste of time totally which is a shame like i do find that's a bit of a shame when time be- when time becomes a real valuable resource 100 oh, yeah. percent. and i think it's just evolved like when i was like playing games now i'm like i'd rather just make music hey. like that feels like a game bro it is a fucking game you i know? think you're right <laughs> that's totally how i feel and i think the game and the music it's it is both of a creative expression but it's a game bro <laughs> but it's yeah it's a game you don't get to kind of carry that outside of the game in a yeah. way yeah. yeah and it just feels like you don't feel like you're wasting time making music because at least there's something to show for you yeah when you're like grinding world of warcraft you you know it's really satisfying when you kill the fucking when you finish that raid and shit right. and your whole guild's there like yeah man like we finally did it but yeah like, then what you're still just a guy behind a fucking computer yeah. At least with music, you can take it outside in the world. People will actually appreciate it. It develops your personality. Like when I started yeah. making music, I feel like I changed so much as a human for the better. Because you have to, you have to really be aware of how other people perceive you and what what you're putting out yeah. there. And right? I think you just become more interesting because you're like devoted to something. When you have like yeah. hobbies and passions, that will develop your personality. Geeking out and shit is oh. is important. To a degree, like geeking out on the right shit, I guess. Yeah, you know, you're gonna geek out on like fucking My Little Pony or like shit like that. That's an interesting know, example uh, to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck Loser. Yeah, it's just <laughs> geek out on shit. That no, uh, now now I sound like a dick, bro. No, 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 you don't. You've uh, presented very well this whole Actually, time. You know what? Just if what you like, if you like it and 
you show genuine love and passion for it, I think people will find it cool regardless. Yeah. You know, even if it's fucking like a Star Wars or some shit. Like, like mm. showing that, like, willingness to be yourself and not back down in front of people. Like, even if you talk to, you know, it's like that kind of high school shit, man, you know. Yeah. Like, you go up to the cool kids and you're, like, trying to put on this persona. But if you just be yourself all the time. Right. Pe- that's the coolest shit you can do, right? Just committing to you. Yeah. Yeah. And people will tell that guy's more just in touch with who they are. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. how we got onto that subject. <laughs> no, but I feel like we hit all the right places. We, you know, got all the right chords. Yeah. Um, thanks, Heaps, for coming on today, no, man. It's fuck, been a it's pleasure. Been awesome, yeah. It's well overdue. Uh, any final, like, thoughts or sentiments you want to offer to the, the beings of the multiverse? Like, whoever is out there. Whoever's listening. Yeah. I think, you know... Whatever you do, just do it as you want to do it. But if you're going to make stuff, maybe realize there's a little bit of adjustments you have to make, unfortunately. Yeah. Until you, like, have kind of made it, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. But, yeah, just... Also, you don't have to make art for monetary things. You can just make it for yourself, and I think that's equal. So, yeah, make songs for yourself. Make songs to release. Have fun fucking read learn exercise bro just i don't know work on yourself <laughs> it's a whole lot of very helpful advice yeah, read, read learn exercise <laughs> create for yourself for other people no it's awesome um thanks again is there anything uh that we could point the audience towards in terms of things that are coming yeah, out or obviously out? stream here after ep bro that's it'd be awesome because once again if you really want to get into my brain or something that song is probably the closest thing you ever get to like pure vulnerability and pure like oh shit it's two songs and a poem so i think that's cool uh yeah like i said new music on the way march 8th i'm gonna drop the kung fu panda song because that's when the new movie comes out oh it's it's more of a marketing scheme hey (laughs) huge i love it oh thanks for sharing today bro bro. it's been awesome cheers all right big ups to everybody out there this has been grounded with dilly dave it's your boy dilly dave aka the milky bar kid stay grounded and fuck nestle